Hey, I'm Britton. And I'm Spencer. Since January of 2022, we have been listening to new music that has come out in 2022. And we're going to listen to them. This, this is Getting, Getting New, new music. music. A February Hey, I oh. forgot the month. Yeah, yeah. I almost said I, you started saying Jan. I and did. I said a February. Jar. No, no, no. You said February, <laughs> and, I, and I almost said February Bush. <laughs> February. That is the. That's, that's, uh, that's, that's yeah. like the uh, the annual furniture sale, the, the post Christmas furniture sale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At yeah. Jeb Bush's furniture. <laughs> I was store. thinking Jeb Bush's like chili, like sale month. <laughs> yeah, like it's Jeb, like it's Jeb, Jeb. come in on month of February, my buffet, uh, Royal Jeb buffet. You can get uh, unlimited chili. Jeb exclamation point. We love it. Yeah, we love that. We, we do. We do. We absolutely love it. Uh, hey, uh, hey, we listen to uh, we listen to some new music in the yeah, last month. Holy shit, we ah. did. Oh, well. we're wait. What? Are we talking about six albums or seven albums? I mean, seven if you want to. I did listen to the I seventh one. I did listen one. to the seventh one, too, but I didn't make a, uh, oh, that's a fine. thing for it. We can yeah, talk we about can talk, it. We can talk, let's talk yeah. about that at the end. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah, but, yeah, anyway, so, like, like in keeping with our last monthly music catch-up podcast, mm-hmm. um, in this one, we're just taking a look at stuff that came out recently that we think is interesting. We each came up with three albums mm-hmm. um, and told the other to listen to them, and then we're here to discuss what we thought about those and uh yeah celebrate if you will some new releases yeah, yeah. some might say we're celibate <laughs> uh i'm or no ri- i'm celebrate. no rivers Cu- uh, rivers cuomo but uh yes some might call me celibate we are celebrate <laughs> you're yeah. celebrate celebrate i yeah. am celebrate yeah let's go celebrate perfect let's talk about our first album this, uh, yeah, i believe yeah, this was one of my picks yeah it was let's um, let's dump right in let's dump right in so the first album that i picked here um is the most recent album by uh swedish post metal band yeah uh, post metal cult of luna mm-hmm. uh they are i i gotta say this band is probably one of my all-time favorite bands like i i mm-hmm. really like this band a lot okay. they've released some albums that i think are extremely very good all right um among them uh vertical and uh the one they did with julie christmas mm-hmm. uh that album's fucking unbelievable it's so good but anyways cult of luna slaps um i'm a big fan of theirs i was not though a huge fan of their last full length mm-hmm. i thought it was fine yeah this one i like a lot more and let's let's uh, let's actually say the name of it. Oh right, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's the Long Road North, released on February eleventh, twenty twenty two. And an interesting thing today, yeah, all of the albums you recommended, all three of them were released on February eleventh, twenty twenty. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, yeah. you got to you. Well, for each of these though, you have to say released on. Blah, 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 blah. You got to do your thing because, like, to. I look forward to that. It's you know, it's one of those like repetition things it's very pleasing yeah. to my brain okay great it's nice um, um anyway um but yeah the long road north so mm-hmm. i i listened to cult of luna before you know they're they're big in that kind of like post metal kind of like they're they're not like post black metal but they play with a lot of post black metal bands yeah i would like, say I like think they're, they, they're going on tour with alcest right now that so. would make sense like yeah. the bands of their ilk i would say are bands like year of no light uh isis Neurosis. Uh, neurosis, big yeah, neurosis definitely. energy. So yeah, I, sure. I got big neurosis energy from this album, definitely. Uh, sure, way, I can see way. that. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I think in, that... in the way that they did like soundscapes often, mm-hmm. like yeah. not so much um not so much in the overall delivery. Because like the overall delivery was like a journey. Mm-hmm. Like it Certainly, was it was yeah. a, it was um the 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 whole thing clocked in at uh Sixty-nine minutes long. Yeah, sorry for recommending a really long one, but no, all it, like, the ones you recommended, I think, were long. Uh, they they were. Yeah. Um, I think they. Uh, yeah, 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 they were. Yeah, they were all um, long. They were all pretty long. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but you know, like I looked at the music that was coming out mm-hmm. uh, recently, and like these were the three that like there was. There's actually quite a few albums that are, that are coming out around this time that I'm really excited to listen to and talk about. But yeah. Uh, upon looking at the list of like upcoming releases and whatnot, like these were the three that I was like, I want to talk about these. 
Now, the uh, the Cult of Luna one is the only one I recommended to after listening to it. Mm. The other two I had not listened to before I recommended them. I just like knew I wanted to listen to them because I really like both of those bands. Um, so I was like, yeah, we, we got to talk about those. But anyways, yeah. this one I had listened to and I was like, man, this was a good Cult of Luna album because like yeah. if, if it had not been a good Cult of Luna album, if, if it had been like the last one that they put out, not that I'm saying that one's bad. I just I didn't particularly like it that much. Mm. Um, I wouldn't have recommended it. I would have gone with something else instead. But um, I wanted to make you listen to a good Cult of Luna album. Yeah, because and I think I, they're fucking this sick. definitely a like, good album. Like, yeah. I, I like this a lot. It took me on a journey. Um, it's very meditative in the sense that, yeah. like, there's a lot of repetition, but they, they right. but they, they build on so, it. You know, it's like it's like build ups uh, and uh, release. Have you ever heard of and, the? Uh, they're a Belgian doom band, uh, Amenra. Yeah, yeah. It reminded me like their delivery of a lot of stuff in that it was like incredibly noisy, mm-hmm. but at the same time kind of melodic. It was just like definitely like there's there's melody there yeah there's like, melody there like, but but at the same time it's a lot of like uh you know like tremolo picking with a ton of delay on so it's just noise sure yeah 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 but but it's like all like the same chord and like it's all really well harmonized and so like it's it's a yeah. lot of like big soundscapes yeah, yeah instead of stuff, like yeah. and, and their songwriting is really interesting in that way and in that there are riffs there yeah. oh yeah but like a lot of the riffs are more just like big soundscapes and really. Definitely. The only thing kind of setting the whole tone uh, around the soundscapes is the drums and the vocals. Yes, and, and, so, and like uh, the the drums are actually something I really wanted to talk about because like I drums really are like their drummer. Drums I've really always good. liked their drummer. He's Honestly, really good. Uh, this this week, like a lot of the albums had great drums. Agreed. Great drums. Agreed. Like I'd say, all of them with actual drummers had great drums definitely right definitely huh. great drum great drum great drum great month. drums around great, great great drum month a great a great month for drums yeah <laughs> last, <laughs> february great month for drums fucking love a good drum month really you, you really do um, yeah um but anyways like i like post metal but i feel like this is the sort of album that you really got to be in the mood mm-hmm. to to listen to it it's yeah. not it's not really an album with a with a standout track that's mm-hmm. like hey here's the pop song or no, anything like that no. it's more like hey you need to be if you're going on to drive there, somewhere. There, yeah, there were you want different an album moods that's to it. Gonna it, like take yeah. you on a journey while you travel somewhere. This is a great album for that. Like, like then there was a song. Um, it was the one with a, a feature on it, and it had a female yes. vocalist oh, yeah, yeah, on yeah. it. That one, that one's and that was great. really good, yeah. but it was like super like ethereal, and it wasn't mm-hmm. even really. I mean, it was like post metal ish, mm-hmm. but it was almost just like more just like new age at points. I can see that, yeah. and like yeah. parts of the album kind of felt like that. Um. One thing I found super interesting, but the, the album was really diverse in in that like uh, one of the last tracks, "Blood Upon Stone," was like had like punk guitars in it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, did you know who those were done by? No, uh, they were done by the two guitarists from French pop band Phoenix. I'd never heard of that band. They're huge. They're huge. Are you kidding Never me? Never heard of that band. They, they released a, a, a pop rock album in the mid-2000s like 2000s or like 2012 or something called uh, Wolfgang Amadeus Phoenix, I think. Oh. And it was huge. It was that like, band. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Gwyneth yeah. Paltrow was married to their... No, no, not Gwyneth <laughs> Paltrow. Well, maybe maybe she was married to their singer or something. Like someone famous was married to their singer. They're like hmm. a pop band, a pop yeah. fucking band yeah. that only makes pop music. Mm-hmm. And so I saw that on the credits and I was like what the fuck? And I listened to it again and I was like, I mean, what they did there was cool though. Like whatever they did maybe, there was really one, cool. Maybe one of those guys was like a producer on this or something. No. Okay. No, Interesting. I don't, I don't know. Cause they didn't record it in France or anything like that. So I, I don't Weird. know like how they hooked up with those guys, but like yeah. they did it and it, the, what they did works. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah. But anyways, a, like post metal sick. Like I feel yeah. like that's a that's a genre that's always spoken to me a lot. Like mm-hmm. it's been one that I've always found a lot of joy listening to post metal stuff. And like I feel like Cult of Luna is a pr- really good example of like that stuff done really well. Mm-hmm. And I highly recommend this band. Um, if you have never listened to Cult of Luna before, I would say listen to uh, either Vertical or the album that they did with uh, Julie Christmas or uh, oh fuck I'm blanking on the name um the one they did about the insane asylum anyways mm. listen yeah. to one of those you know what it kind of reminded me of um is one of your favorite albums of last year uh rivers of nihil's the work sure yeah yeah, and it's, yeah. it's a similar similar the, in the sense the, it takes you on that big journey the big journey yeah. but also like the the actual like metal like the death metal parts of it mm-hmm. are, are like similar in delivery 
Like sure. they're they're this big crushing like a guy like screaming painfully. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 really cool. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Great Tight. use of uh, drums, atmospheres. Yeah, great, great album. We'd love yeah. to see it. I, I give it a solid like eight out of ten. Really, really good journey. Sure. Yeah. I would say um if we're if we are saying that Gwyneth Paltrow was married to one of the people from Phoenix and that they played on this album, I'm going to give it four uh vagina stones out of five. Four vagina stones. I've I I'd yeah, I, I'd give it I'd give it four gloops. Yeah. Four gloops. Four gloops out of... Four gloops. Four gloops out of Horpus. All right. Speaking of gloops, let's uh, move on to our next album. This is one of your picks. Britt, what is it? It is. uh, This is a band, uh, Wilderun, from Boston, Massachusetts. Is that that how you say it? Did we figure this out? I did. I did. I I looked it up. It's Wilderun. Wilderun from Boston, Massachusetts. Um, uh, The album is Epigon, released on January 7th, 2022. Uh, this is one I just found on like a, a metal review blog. Um, this album fucking slaps. It's so good, it's right? It's so fucking it's good. It's so it crazy is, good. It is a crazy and good album. So, yeah. so the crazy thing about it is like, um, it's like symphonic prog metal, basically. Sure, and yeah. And I, I don't, yeah. I've gone on record, I don't really like prog metal, and I don't really like symphonic metal, but whatever they're doing here works yeah so it's, it's a, really good it's a mix of a lot of different things like there's a some huge opeth energy here there are there, some there, there is, are some there's some some songs on here that yeah. sound straight opeth so so they're like uh they're the last like the last four songs which is like a, a series of songs uh distraction one two three and distraction nola yeah. Sound like an Opeth, like big arcing song. Yeah, you know how Opeth he, he does, does like the four like part the, song. The vocals, it sounds like that. The vocals yeah. in some cases do mm-hmm. sound a lot like Opeth ish, but there are times when they don't. Yeah, like, they, too. They, so but at the same time, they're totally obviously that, doing yeah. their own thing. Oh, like, definitely, especially, definitely, yeah. especially with what they're doing with like keyboards and sampling and orchestral stuff. It yeah. is nuts. It is like next level good. Yeah, it's it's very prog, mm-hmm. um, which is yeah, but it, but it's still like it it never felt like it still felt like like metal dudes doing it. You oh, know what absolutely. I mean? Like yeah, yeah. Like it is very prog, but it mm-hmm. also like but it didn't go too far in that direction mm-hmm. for me. Like I I still really enjoyed all of it, and like it's diverse enough and it changes up a lot. Right. Um. That I feel like a lot of the things that they do, they don't really get old. Mm-hmm. Um, because they don't do them for a super long time. Yeah. Um, even though it is a long album, it's diverse enough that I feel like it's it's another one of those kind of like journey sort yeah, of things. Yeah, yeah, it definitely took me on a journey mm-hmm. too, and it's another pretty long album. I think this one was like sixty five minutes. Yeah. And if you go for the one with uh, the extended, like one with a couple bonus tracks, it's like our longest album this week. Yeah. Uh, which I would actually recommend because on the uh, the bonus tracks for the other one, they have uh, just the first song, but it's like a cool synth arrangement. Mm-hmm. But then the other song they have is a cover of uh, Radiohead's Everything in Its Right Place. Oh. And it's an awesome, like, orchestral metal treatment of the song. Hmm. It's fucking cool. Neat. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, like, I- I'd never heard of this band before this. Apparently they've been around for a while. I listened to their some of their other stuff, and it was good. Mm-hmm. But nothing sounded this good. And one thing I want to say is, like, the production in mixing on this it's really good. It's insane. It's, yeah, it sounds it's, really good. Like, everything is so clear it's very sounding. It's lush. Yeah, it does it's, sound it's really, lush, really, really clear. Even yeah. though it's, like, incredibly late. I, I, There's so, I so listen, much stuff going on. I listened on. to this in Lossless, yeah. um, which was nice. It, it sounded really, really you good. You know what? You know what? Yeah. I, I want to hear uh, whoever mixed this album go back and just, like, redo all of Emperor's albums. Mm. Because that's, that's one thing about Emperor. It's, like, it's super, like dense like this music but like the production does not do it justice whereas this the production like elevates the music i don't know i mean i i feel like as much as an additional instrument um the way an album is mixed and mastered Mm -hmm. adds a certain colorization to the sound it does that uh i think that it can become part of the experience and i think it is part of the experience Mm -hmm. and that's why like when uh, when bands release like remixes and whatnot, or not remixes, but like remasterings and whatnot, and things sound dramatically different, like it's kind of weird. Like like Megadeth did that mm-hmm. with all of their albums, and they actually like re-recorded some vocals and stuff, and it's really fucking weird. And like the fans are not fans of it. Like some sometimes it not can be good, good though. Like yeah. honestly, like 
not all of the tracks, but about half of the tracks on like uh, Cynic's Focus remastered sound better remastered. Um, but uh, you know, it it really depends. Um, and one thing too I wanted to say about this is like, holy shit. I think I talked about it before, but the orchestral sound amazing. Like there were times in this album where I'm like, how is this not like a real orchestra? Like it sounds better at points orchestra wise than like Metallica's S and M or even the most recent S and M two that they just dropped like a year ago. Like it just sounds so fucking cool. Um, quick pause here. Yeah. Uh, thank you for letting us know about the sound. <laughs> I fixed it. So we didn't have sound up until now. <laughs> On the stream, but we're good. Oh, super duper. Yeah. Okay. So thanks to whoever told us to oh, check oh. the sound. So Maybe we're good now. Well, uh, we have sound now. Um, but anyways, back to what we were talking about. Yeah. Um, this record, I think, uh, is is really, really cool. It is definitely worth listening to. I got to say, I think my favorite parts on this record were the uh, the acoustic parts, the mellow parts. Like I, they were so the, beautiful. The first and like, two tracks are almost entirely acoustic. Yeah, yeah, they were oh. so beautiful, and they were so like, I, I don't know. They just sounded really nice. It was very well produced, and mm. like it was very lush in the arrangement, and like it, it was just a, a really nice thing. And and I like how it progressed from that and came back to it. You know, uh, but you, I really liked it. You know what those parts kind of reminded me of at times were like uh, Cynics traced in air. Oh, that's a really because they were yeah. like at times they were like really jazzy and proggy. Sure. Uh, but then sometimes they were just kind of like folkish. Um, yeah, but it, it, it did a lot of cool stuff. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, it reminded me of Alcest a little bit in some of those parts. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Um, but And yeah, and like Opeth a lot of times. But uh, yeah, really cool if you like that kind of stuff. I would say like if you like Opeth, you should definitely listen to this. Oh, like, definitely. We got to make Monty McCleary listen to this. Oh, he would love this, I think. Yeah, I and, think I, like and the thing is, lot, I, don't, yeah. I don't love Opeth. I like, I like some of Opeth's stuff. I really like some of Opeth's um, stuff. But yeah, but, yeah, but I mean, this in in this is a combination of like a lot of elements of Opeth that I don't really like, but they just do it in such a way and present in such a way that I think it's awesome. Yeah, this is. I'm actually gonna say I think this is my album of the month. Nice, yeah. that's a solid. I pick. really like um, this one. I'm gonna give it like a solid nine out of ten. I would say yeah, this one's gonna be hard to beat. I still haven't decided on my album of the month, but this one it's between this one and another one. So nice. Uh, right. Yeah, I would say pretty good. Um. I would give this one, hmm, tough to say, tough to say, but I would say, ooh. Ooh, actually, oh, and another thing, too. I'm sorry. Yes. I have to say one more thing about it. Yeah. The choral parts are so cool. Yeah. When they have, like, big, like, chorals. It yeah, sounds it, it like sounds an actual, really big, yeah. It sounds huge, and, like, yeah. I, I haven't heard anything used in metal chorals sound that cool since Rhapsody. Nice. Straight up. Yeah, no. Like, like if you like, if you like Opeth and Rhapsody, <laughs> this is for you. I, I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah. It well, is. I mean, yes. Yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. If it, you like Cynic, is. Opeth, and Rhapsody, sure. This is for you. I mean, it's not mutually exclusive. You cannot like one of those bands and still like this. But true, yeah. true. But, but if, if you, you like, like all, those three you bands, probably you'll probably this. like yeah, this because yeah, this yeah, is a yeah. weird combination Agreed. of unique elements that just Agreed. like work pretty well together. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Okay. I would. Oh yeah. So I would give it. Four prog metal virgins out of five. Oh, nice, nice. Four incel forums out of five. <laughs> four, four chan out of five. <laughs> That's, yeah, you got to say that again on the next podcast. So we can yeah. name it that. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, moving on uh, to one of my picks, Zeal. Z- hey, thanks for revealing my my pick, Zeal. No, and you get to say the other word. Uh, okay, um, and Ardor presents uh, Zeal and Ardor. I was gonna say Ardor. Oh well, well that, you, that's okay. You I, did, I can't. The, I, I don't three out of the four words. I can't always read your brain. I can't a lot of the time. Released on guess what day? February eleventh. Holy shit! Twenty twenty two. Wow, amazing. Um, um, once again, mm-hmm. uh, this album is almost done entirely by one guy. Uh, oh really? Who is Zeal and Ardor? Basically, I met that guy once. Did you? Nice. Yeah, I, I met was... him at, uh, at a pizza place at Sizzle Pie in Seattle. Yeah, I, uh... went, I went and saw them with my friend Taylor, mm-hmm. and uh, afterwards, we went and got Sizzle Pie, and then that dude and the rest of the band showed up, mm. and I was like, dude, we just saw you guys play. Y'all were great. Mm. He was like, thanks, man. He was really nice. Yeah. He smoked um, a cigarette, and we talked about nice. shit. But uh, his right. name is Manuel uh, Gagnu. 
Mm-hmm. He's a black Swiss guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only other guy on the album, really, is the drummer, Marco Von Allen. Um, I was The really, drums are awesome. I was really surprised. Oh, is that the guy from... Is that the guy from Alcest? Is it? I like, mean, that makes sense. That name like, sounds familiar. Like, uh, that would actually make sense. That would actually make a we, lot I mean, of sense. We should probably find that out like, the, the case. I can find that out. Okay, yeah. That, that, that name w- sounds yeah. familiar. Um, but, so, this album is, like... Cool. I liked it a lot. Super diverse. Um, the first couple songs are just pretty much like metal. Mm-hmm. And yeah, at first I was like, I don't know if I really want this because like what drew me to Zeal and Ardour in the first place is it was like sold as like um like satanic satanic hymnals. So it was like yeah. kind of slave songs, but like in a black metal package, I guess. And so the first two songs were like more kind of like pure black metal. Is not or... the same. Is not the guy. Okay. From okay. I apologize. Um, for that. A great, great drums though. Uh, yeah, great drums. I um, I was surprised by how metal this was. I'm so sorry. No, I interrupted. No, you. You're it's, talking it's about, good. Yeah, like I was it's good because like I you introduced me to Zeal and Ardor when that uh, that first song came out. The devil is fine. Yeah, yeah. Because it's it was something different. I'm it was like, super different. It was like damn, it was like black that's... metal guitars with like like. Slave chanting? I don't know. What, yeah. what do we call that? Yeah. Do, a, I don't a know. hymnal kind of. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Like yeah. A slave hymnal. Like, like yeah. It, I don't know. It was really interesting. It was really cool. And mm-hmm. so I went and saw them, like, um, and I listened to their the album that came out after that. I wasn't super huge on that one, but I thought it was all right. Mm-hmm. This one, it was great. I really, really liked this. I yeah. thought it was awesome. Mm-hmm. And I thought they were awesome live when I saw them, too. And I thought this was super cool. It's it's super diverse, like, and it's more metal than I expected. Like, I, I kind of, like... You know, when it, when an artist that, like, dabbles in a little bit of metal gets really big, typically the metal goes away. You know what I mean? Like, that that tends to be the case. Yeah. So I was not expecting this to be as heavy as it was, but it is pretty heavy. And, like, there's a lot of screaming. There's a lot of, like, chugging metal riffs. It's, yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and, like, the... It's just it's a prog metal album. Like It, it is a prog metal album, but it's, like, it's, it's more like, I want to say, like, a fusion metal album. Like in in that it's like it's not fusion in, I mean it's not it, it does of jazz. But it's it, it does have jazz elements. Yeah. It's like it's a fusion of jazz, blues, uh, gospel music. Um, it's like such a weird combination of specifically like black American elements. But it's done by a Swiss dude, which is super interesting. Yeah, and it vo- his voice is like beautiful, but it's also like incredibly diverse. Like he can do any type of metal vocal. It's he can do any pretty, type of vocal. Yeah, basically. pretty interesting. Yeah, and so uh, he actually. Uh, you ever listen to much like Saul Williams? Mm, a little bit. Like his approach to music to reminds me a lot of Saul Williams because Saul Williams is like super diverse. But I, I feel like Saul Williams is like definitely less on the metal end and more like near hip hop and stuff. But it's um. Yep, it's a it's a really interesting album. I think it's yeah. uh, definitely worth listening to. And I oh, think definitely. That, uh, I think everybody if you like heavy proggy stuff, you should listen to that. It's really good. Yeah, it's uh, and it's just something. It, one thing too is like, there's a lot of blues in this album, and uh, I thought you hated blues, Spencer. I don't know. Like to me, like it, it didn't come across as like super bluesy. I guess in like some places, but oh, like, definitely. I don't know. It it, it changes up so it often, does. It, and like and the songs are so diverse. They that, are, like, and I feel like I don't know. One like a big strength of this album too, in its diversity, is that like. All of the songs kind of give a uh, specific. They're very thematic. Like there's one yeah. song that like sounds like a cowboy song, mm. uh, and then there's one that like starts off with like just like kind of doo-wop. Um, and you know ev- everything kind of. There's like, an industrial. The first song is like an industrial song. Yeah, yeah. The, it it like, reminds me of like Nine Inch Nails or Author and Punisher, and then yeah, the second totally. song reminded me of like Ministry. Yeah. Um. But then it, it gets a lot more diverse from there, and it gets into more like gospel stuff. Um. There's a really cool player piano part at the end of the fourth song, Emerson uh, Immersion. Um. Yeah. There's there's just a lot. Yeah. Of really cool shit. It's neat. It's yeah. neat. I say listen to it. It's good. Yeah. Definitely. Big big fan. Um. Yeah. This was maybe my second favorite album of the week. I gave it a solid eight point five. Nice. That's pretty good. I would give it. I mean, I, I hate like just being like middle of the road, like eight out of tens, all of these. I but I feel like it's another eight out of ten. 
Um, but in this case, I'm giving it four slices of reheated vegan pizza mm. out of five. Fair, fair. Moving, Moving on. on to our next album. A pick from you, Britt. Tell us about it. We're going for Young K.O., DFTK. Um, now, I saw this on, uh, I want to say it was uh, one of Pitchfork's best new musics of the recent weeks. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you know what? Um, like, I want to make sure we're just not doing like a metal podcast here. So I'm going to I'm gonna throw <laughs> okay. something into the mix here. I, okay. think, I think I had like, you know, one hip hop or something from last week or last month. But totally. I just wanted to throw something in the mix. Uh, so I threw in a Young KO DFTK. Released on February fourth, twenty twenty two. I heard a my background of this is I heard a single on it uh, called Yeet, yeah, featuring <laughs> a producer slash rapper named Yeet, uh, and I really cool. liked the beat. The single was pretty cool, and uh, they used like clipping in a really interesting way and like digital distortion. Um, yeah, the, like the the production is is very hyper pop. Like, it is. It's, yeah. it's like a. It's like a. I don't know. I don't know what genre of music this is. <laughs> uh, it, it's it's kind of. Uh, it, it's actually considered a digicore and cloud rap. Okay. Yeah, which like, are which are not, both kind of. There's not a lot of rapping on this. I mean, like, there, there's there a lot is, of singing, there, but well, yeah, there there's rapping in the way that like so this uh, was released on Young Thug's label, and if you've ever listened to Young Thug, I have not. He's a rapper, but he raps entirely with like melodyne, like in the like um uh-huh. like Young Ko does, and so I think like the fact that this was released on Young Thug's record label, and the fact that this guy sounds so much like Young Thug, I think is mm-hmm. a real detriment to the album because like I'm like, I mean, this is just coming out, and it sounds like what Young Thug was doing like six years ago. I'll be honest, like okay, I this. This I was this one caught me a little bit out of out of left field, not necessarily because I would expect you to not recommend this. It's just more like I don't know. Um, it sounded real okay. I'll be honest, it sounded really generic to me. Like yeah. I listened to it and I was like, this sounds like the stuff that my coworkers listen to. Like yeah, it, yeah. it doesn't sound particularly unique outside of some production stuff. Like I, I thought like the production was pretty good and like like you said using the. Mm-hmm. Uh, Using clipping in interesting ways, like that was cool. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the 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 warbly auto tune singing. Like, yeah. I just I think that that okay. I don't I don't hate that style, but I I think that in this case, it well where it was on all the time mm-hmm. got really exhausting. Like, oh, I I would not want to hear it be like that. I, I think that yeah. using that style in mix with other stuff, like the kind of the way that Travis Scott does it, like can be fine. It can be fine, I'm but I just a, don't. I don't I'm like actually, that. I'm, I'm not. I'm just not a fan of it, like at all. Yeah. Really, I. I don't. Yeah. Like Young Thug, some of his stuff was fine, but that was like, I mean, literally so like six, six seven years ago, and yeah. I, I feel like it's a really outdated sound now. And now the fact that like people are just using it like so liberally, I'm just like, um, I'm kind of over it to be honest. I, I, yeah. Uh. Yeah. yeah. I like. I. I did not particularly enjoy listening to this there no. were a couple of beats that i thought were fine but yeah. uh i i i kind of hated this and i don't ever <laughs> want to listen to <laughs> it again <laughs> yeah i'm never gonna listen to this again uh even <laughs> even the single that i liked at first i listened to it like a couple more times I'm like nah, this really isn't for me i would give this uh three out of, three out of ten didn't love it did not yeah. love it um, i just wanted to uh throw some diversity in the mix and now i feel like a racist <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. Well, I, I'm really glad that that was the case because I was like, how am I going to be positive about this? Like, no, seriously, I was listening to this and I was like, all right, I don't like being negative. So how am I going to be positive about this? It's just not that good. It's not. I didn't remarkable. think it was very good. No. There's like, it's, it's fine, I guess. Like, if you like that style, but like, this feels like the sort of album that's going to be completely forgotten outside of maybe one of the singles, which is going to get no, added then, into. Like, a, He's, a playlist. He, he, no, no, no. Listen, listen. No, it's going to be added to a playlist no. on like Spotify. That's the playlist will be popular, and as a result, the song will get a lot of streams. But I don't think it's going to be remembered fondly or by anyone. I, I, yeah, I don't even think that's going to happen. Like this, this came out what three weeks ago, and he's he's on like a major label, and it's like not really hit. Hmm. You know, it's I I you know, yeah, not not uh, that great. Trying to elevate like a up and comer, but this this one is boring. You can skip yeah. that one. 
I I'm not I'm not huge on it. I like the idea of randomness though. I think that we should when we do these, we should make it a, a point to like maybe pick something that's like very popular or getting a lot of streams yeah. at random that we've both never heard mm. and include that as part of this in addition to our recommendations. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. Um I feel like this just falls falls into that. But yeah, well, uh, yes, we'll, we'll I talk would talk about uh, that later. I would I I would give this um one but one cup of lean out of five. Wow. Yeah. That's a pretty that's not a, that's not enough to get the crunk crunked off of, is it? I don't think so. It depends on your tolerance. How much yeah. Scissor. Yeah, how much scissor you can handle. Yeah. Uh moving on. Speaking of scissor. Yeah, speaking of scissor, uh the next next album is one of my picks. This is Author and Punisher, um, with his newest album, Crueler. Uh released on February eleventh, twenty twenty two. This has the awesomest album art. It's it pretty cool. Looks fucking awesome. I'm gonna be honest though, it I think it's only the second coolest album art this week. What's your what's your favorite? Our last album. Or okay. our second to last album that we're talking about, I guess, technically. But the next oh! album. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, All right. All right. Okay. Yeah. This, uh, so if you're not familiar with Author and Punisher, they've been around <coughs> since but like the. It since, is one guy. So. Yeah. Yeah. They, they've, they've been around for uh, like 10, 12 years now, something like that. Something like that. Um, it is, it is one guy and he's not just a musician, but he is an electronic engineer well yeah he builds his own midi controllers yeah he, builds, he like uses he, he has like these like punching machines where he calls he's them, like yeah he calls them drone machines yeah and something else yeah um, and so that he like made his own midi controllers and uh and then plays them live in this oh, really like he, he made expressive his own, way he made his own pa that he takes on tour yes yes correct uh for his just his own monitoring because he's nuts like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he needs more I, I, bass. When, like, I, so I saw him. I saw mm. him open for Cattle Decapitation in late 2019. Mm. And he was fucking fantastic. But, like, the way that he performs is so cool. So he had these, like, big steel tables. And he had them bolted to the stage so he could, like, thrust into them. And they wouldn't move. It was really cool. And, uh, mm. yeah, he had everything running through, like, a computer that he had on stage. Then it was all triggered in like Ableton, and so like I was able yeah. to see kind of how all this stuff worked, and so like he had multiple different things. So he has like all these machines, like he'll have like weights that are like circular, and he'll spin them, and the rate at which they spin trigger different effects in Ableton. It's yeah. really it's really interesting. Like yeah. he does a lot of like really cool expressive stuff with electronic sounds, mm -hmm. and. uh Anyways, I've been a fan of his for a long time, and um, his last, his most recent album, the one before this one, mm -hmm. is was probably my favorite album of that year. Like it, it, it's a fucking unbelievable record. It's so good, and this one, fucking slaps. I want to say so. It's good. So a couple of his records, I don't think it was the the most the the most recent one, but the two before that mm -hmm. were released on Phil and Salmo's record. Interesting. Yeah. I hate to see it. You do. <laughs> Uh, especially, I mean, especially because I know their politics don't align at all. Oh, no, no, like, no. Like, Author and Punisher, like, Tristan Schoen, the guy who does everything, mm -hmm. is super leftist. Super left. Super leftist. Very outspoken leftist. Mm -hmm. He's on, he's on fucking, when he's not on tour, he is on the internet all day just sharing leftist memes and shit. He's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, he's a cool dude. Um, But yeah, this is, I mean, more, I, I feel like this is a lot, he's, he's going in a softer direction. His last album, actually, too. He did a lot more like actual singing and stuff, whereas like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, his first few albums, which were the ones I think I have listened to the most, it's mostly him just screaming with like extremely d distorted synths and basses yeah. and shit. Yeah, I mean, and there's still that. Here. Oh, there is a lot of that here, but it's also he's really kind of like taking it down a notch in places. Mm -hmm. So some of the stuff here actually really reminds me a lot of like health, sure. uh, in the way yeah. that they approach it, because it sounds like more like he's. It sounds almost like more band oriented, and he actually yeah. does have a couple um, live instruments on this album. Well. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, it's not entirely him in this in this case, but uh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it, I think that this was really fun. I really like it. I like I like that he's diversifying his sound. I like those early records too, mm -hmm. um, but I, I like that he's diversifying his sound. It reminds me, you know, what it ma makes me think of it. He's like the industrial Anal Nathrock. Uh, okay, because like that. it's like this mix of like heavy aggressive 
screaming and distorted synths and then it'll break into like a very like it's a melody and sometimes very catchy melody but it's like it's like a break in the clouds so to speak it'll like happen and then go away and it'll get to like noisy chaos again yeah it's pretty great it's still like although it's it's definitely rooted in just like um i don't know exactly what i call maybe like Mm post-industrial um it's uh there's a lot of like really cool interesting melodic stuff here uh there's uh one song um track seven featuring Viteer, who i guess is a producer as well who like did some production on this album mm-hmm. um it it's like an idm song kind of it's interesting yeah yeah it's it's super interesting um and then there's a that song with live instruments uh centurion's really cool Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I listened to it and I'm like, oh, that sounds like live instruments. That's, that's, that's pretty cool, whatever they're doing. And, uh, then I come to find out, um, uh, it's Justin Chancellor and Danny Carey from Tool. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yep. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Uh, but then, and also the song, uh, that sounded to me like a health song, apparently, uh, the person who was on there was, um, uh, perturbators, uh, James Kent. Interesting. Who that I think they, they yeah they tour with health and they you know they're very similar in lots of ways, but uh, yeah yeah. So I I thought it was a great album. I don't know if um it's the best thing I've heard from Author and Punisher. Yeah, I don't know. It's not my. I don't know if it's my favorite record of his. Like I'm gonna have to listen to it a bunch yeah. of more times. It's, it's good though. I can definitely say that. It's definitely good. I, I'd recommend it, especially to you know people who kind of like that genre. People you know for someone who's like into health or you know, youth code, perturbator, any, any of that stuff. Um, or even people who are maybe into like stuff like carpenter brute, like, or stuff or people that are into stuff, even like cult of Luna, I would recommend this. Yeah. Say like, Hey, you know, it's, it's aggressive music. If you like aggressive music, and it's, it is it's, at the same time. It's like, it's, it, I don't know. It's, it's not, Oh, it's not aggressive often though. And like, I don't know. It, it's interesting. It's interesting. It's mm-hmm. it's aggressive in a prog way, I guess. Yeah, it's not as aggressive as most recent record before this. Yeah, that one. And, that and like, I mean, it's probably his least aggressive record, I'd say, straight up. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there, there's a lot more singing and soft stuff on here than I'd really heard from him at all before. Hmm. Um, I'm gonna have to listen to it a lot more times, and I probably will. Yeah. I'm gonna give this one, you know, uh. Four come memes out of five. Come memes. That's because that's a reference to health. Because health posts a lot of come memes. Okay. Yeah. This isn't a health album. I know, but you talked. You you mentioned health a bunch of times, so like that's why I'm saying that. I don't have to justify myself. Moving on. I gave it a seven point five out of ten. Fair enough. Moving on. Crowless's Crystalline Exhaustion. Uh, I actually don't have the date they released it. I think it was January. Maybe it was in February. It was in February. You're right. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think it is in January, actually. Yeah. Maybe January 21st. It's definitely in, yeah. Yeah, that sounds something, something like that. We'll, we'll go for that. Um, okay. But uh, this this was kind of like on my radar out of nowhere um, because I was, I don't know, just looking at uh, Kral- Kralis. Have we talked about our history of Kralis? I don't think We've so. We've both been fans of that band since 2009. Yeah, so. so like, uh, it's been a long time. So the way I found out about Kralis is I went to go see um, Wolves in the Throne Room mm-hmm. in Denver. Yeah, they were as o- you do. They were opening up for um, Gojira. Really? Yeah, that's correct. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, oh, yeah, Wolves in the Throne Room. Like, they're, they're pretty cool. I'll, I'll go check them out. So I went to see them. And, like, you know, uh, dark room, not many people there. Like, band gets on stage and, like, plays a fucking crazy set. And this is before, like, there were any pictures on social media or anything uh, of yeah. Wolves in the Throne Room. And so, like, when they were done, I was like, holy shit. Like, Wolves in the Throne Room has got to be, like, the best black metal band I've ever seen. And then, like, another band comes on, and they're like, oh, we're Wolves in the Throne Room. And I'm like, then who the fuck was that last band? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Because they yeah. didn't say anything. They just came on, 
played their entire first album mm-hmm. and left. And it, I, I went and found out it's Kralis. And um, mm-hmm. since then, I've like done everything I can to like go see them when I can. Yeah, like we went you, and saw them in Portland. Yeah, together. you and I drove to Portland. Yeah, and then them, uh, yeah. then we saw them here in Seattle together too, didn't we? Didn't we? Or maybe I'm just thinking dysrhythmia. Or I don't know. Yeah, I've I seen them know. a bunch of times, but yeah, um, I don't remember what. But yeah, anyways, like yeah, you showed me their their first album, and that was right before their second album came out, Dimensional Bleed Through. Mm-hmm. First album is self titled. Yep. And that those first two albums, those first two Kralis albums, they, since you introduced me to the self titled right before Dimensional Bleed Through came mm-hmm. out, I kind of like listened to them both a lot yeah. um, for a long time, and like, uh, I would say both of those albums are in my like probably top 10 most influential like as a musician mm-hmm. albums like Absolutely. they're fucking incredible they are. like i i really like I, I don't know and maybe you just had to be there i mm-hmm. don't know maybe you just had to be a 20 year old in 2009 and that and like that album just had to like blow your mind yeah because like way. nothing like that had really ever been made before yeah like, it was that, like that atmospheric technical avant-garde tec- black metal yeah. and you're like what an atmospheric a technical atmospheric black metal which yeah. is like what how do you do that yeah but they did it they and did they did it, it perfectly yeah. um and like it's and truly they, amazing yeah and then they kind of moved into like a neoclassical direction and then uh i i recently listened to another one of their pretty recent albums uh their third to most recent one mm-hmm. which is just straight up a tech death album mm-hmm. and it's maybe one of my favorite tech death albums now it's so good. I, I haven't I still I still haven't listened to that <laughs> one now. Dude, it's so good. Now <laughs> so good. So but crystalline exhaustion. So well, no, hold on. Yeah. I when you sent me your list of albums to listen to, you're like, yeah, the most recent Kralis album. Now I couldn't remember the name of this. Right. So I went to Apple Music and I typed in Kralis, and the most recent album was from twenty twenty one. Yes. Called Demonic Wealth. Which and so I Well hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Oh. So I listened to that album and mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, this must be what Britt was talking about. And I was like, huh, okay. And then I found out I listened to the wrong album. You did. So I listened to this album. Yeah. So Demonic Wealth, worst Kralis album, straight up. Nah, I thought it was all right. It's it's all right. And that's I the thing. It it's like right. almost every other album they have is amazing. And it's just all right. Mm, they, uh, not all of their albums are amazing. Most the of their album, other albums. The third album is not amazing. Uh, third album is disappointing. Wait, which one was that? That's not. No, Yug Hers 4. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, we're not discussing yeah, no. the Kralis oh, wait, your, discography. No, no, no. I like Years Past Matter. No, that one's good. Yeah. yeah. I can't. There's the one so before that one. They've released 11 the albums, I think, in the last uh, 10 years. Just a lot. Like, I, it's one of the bands <laughs> that I years. really loved those first two albums, and then I kind of fell off of them just yeah. because, like, they released so many albums. Right. And it's, it's hard, it's hard to, to keep up, up with for it. For sure. Yeah, but, like, like, they definitely have a lot of good ones. They do. And, like, every time I listen to them, I really enjoy it. And, like, Demonic Wealth was not my favorite, but I was like, this is fine. Yeah. Uh, I liked this one a lot more. I like yeah, this album this quite a one, bit. This one is great. Um, I thought it was awesome. So this one actually reminded me a lot of Dimensional Bleed Through in a lot of ways. Mm. Um, the production's a little different. Uh, it's definitely like d- well produced, and it's yeah. well produced compared to Demonic Wealth. Which yes. I don't think sounds very I, good I, at all. I hated the production on it. Yeah, it's very weird. It's very raw black metal, and I don't like that. Whereas there's like raw black metal elements to this, but it's like it does remind me of like the first two, three albums, in that it's like a very distant production for a lot of it. Also, like they switched instruments. Everyone in the band switched instruments except for the drummer. Like, so it's very confusing. I know. I'm and like, so what is going on? So so uh, so the original lineup of the band was. Uh, it was Mick Barr and Colin Marston played six string guitars, and then Nick yep. McMaster played six string bass. And then Lev he didn't Weinstein. Play on their first album. He didn't. Uh, he plays additional vocals on their first album. Um, but you know, but everything past that has uh, Nick McMaster on bass. Um, but this album has Nick McMaster on guitar, which he's never played on any of their albums before. It has Mick Barr on bass, which he's never played on any of their albums before. Uh, the only other one who played bass before was Colin Marston on their first album. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Colin Marston plays no stringed instruments now, Just only sit. plays guitar and additional vocals and additional percussion. And then Lev Weinstein, of course, plays drums. Lev Weinstein is one of my favorite fucking drummers in metal. He needs to be in more bands. That dude is so good. He plays yeah. such interesting things. And, like, he's so diverse. 
He's jazzy. Um, yeah, but no, Colin, Colin Marston played a bunch of synths on this one. Yeah. He played the synths on this one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I said he didn't play any stringed instruments. Oh, yeah, yeah, he, yeah sorry. He plays sorry. synths, yeah. and vocals, and additional drums. Yeah, uh, so the synths are sick. The synths are sick, and they're, like, not really complicated very often either. No, it's just, like, holding out tones or, like, yeah. sometimes little melodies. He like, actually uses like, it a lot in the same way that he used a lot of his guitar parts on, um, you know, the first Kralis album. They're self-titled. Because a lot of the stuff he was doing was just, like, holding out one note for, like, six fucking minutes. And it gave it like this huge kind of sense of atmosphere, you know? Yeah, Kralis is a cool band. Kralis is a great band. This is a cool Kralis album. And uh-huh. if, you, if you've been sleeping on Kralis, you should listen to their first two records. Yeah. For sure. But Absolutely. if you have not, if you like fell off them like I did, you should listen to this album and not Demonic Wealth. But listen to this one. It's good. It's cool. It's a fun listen. I like it. I think it's pretty rad. I would give this one... You're never going to guess it. You never would guess what I would give this one. I'm going to guess, actually, I'm going to guess you would agree with Anthony Fontano on this one. I, what, what did he give it? What did you give it? Did he, he reviewed a Kralis album? That sounds he, wild. He loves Kralis. Weird. Okay. Yeah. I've, never, I've never watched it. What, what, what would you give it? What, uh, I, would, <laughs> I would give it... Um, uh, <laughs> what would you give it, Spencer? I would Do you give, agree with Fontano? I would give it... Four non-alcoholic Samuel Adams beers out of five. So that's a, that's an eight out of ten, right? Correct. Well done, Fontano. Well, that's what he gave it, baby. I didn't know. That's that. That's what I gave it too. So I Fontano's right this time. I, I've never I've never watched any of his videos. I've never I don't know anything about him. Um, but he follows me on Instagram. Sick. Uh, so uh, I would highly, highly, highly recommend to anyone who likes tech death. Uh, Kralis's 2020 album Mass Cathexis. Uh I've been listening. I found it out about it. It was one I, I just didn't listen to because, you know, as we said, it's hard to keep up with such a prolific goddamn band. Yeah. I had not, never listened to it before last week. I probably listened to it like five times since then. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. They're really good. Listen to Kralis. Um, anyways, are you ready for our bonus, 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 bonus album, bonus I, album? Yeah, yeah, I definitely am. Um, so our yeah. bonus album uh, this week was Korn's new album, yeah, Requiem. This album is it's a corn it, album. It's a pop rock corn album. But again, it's but it's a corn. It's like it's like what yeah, corn was in like the like, late nineties. They 90s. still sound like corn. Yeah, yeah it was definitely. like when corn got poppy. Like yeah. it sounds like one of those albums. It and does. It's, it's, yeah, I think it was I only mean, like seven more, tracks. It's it, not that long. It's more polished than that stuff. You know, it's more yeah. pop. Like every song has a hook. Yeah, true. like it's not like the the production's great. The Part, drums yeah, sound so good. They do. Did Fieldy play on this? I think he did. Surprisingly, because like I listened to the bass and I was like. This fieldy. You're like this is not bad. This, this can't is not, be fieldy. This is not awful. It, it sounds like a bass and not bass strings. Is it? Yes. Like, yes. Um. Yeah. It's it's surprisingly heavy. It sounds like corn. Yeah. Um. There are some songs on here that I think are like pretty good. Yeah. I didn't hate it. I I feel like I'm middling on it though. It's it's fine. I mean, it was it was a a corn album. Although this this had keyboards in it. In a lot of places. There were a lot of keyboards. Which yeah. actually like kind of added to a lot of the elements I think they it's tried the, to really it's, go it's the for. the poppy stuff. Like that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like it felt like they were playing it very safe. It did feel like they were doing the corn stuff. They were yeah. doing corn. They were being corn. Mm-hmm. But they were like, how can we make this as accessible as possible while yeah. not like completely like not being corn? And, and I feel like it's, it's that corn style, but like as accessible as possible. Every song has a hook. There's it, some screaming. There's some edgy boy screaming in it. It has yeah. all the stuff. You know, it's got it, the downtune yes. riffs. Oh, very, very uh, chunky downtune riffs. And, and it's got the like the the like clean parts where where, where there's the chorus pedal. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jonathan Davis being weird. Yeah. Talking about like, getting touched. Talking about fuck you. I hate you. And like stepdad music. And I'm edgier than you. And it's a. Uh, it's pretty good. Uh, I I did like it. I I liked it especially when they leaned into the, like the goofier stuff. I thought that was really fun. Mm-hmm. But the 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 choruses and stuff are good. Like the songs are catchy. Um, 
Like, I feel like this is an album that's best in small doses. Like, I feel like if these songs, like some of these songs were put into a playlist of other songs, I think they do really well. Yeah. Like mo- modern new metal. Yeah. No, mm. honestly, new metal revival, 2020s, the roaring 20s. We're bringing it back. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, Woodstock. Uh, Woodstock 2099, baby. Sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, um, yeah. Thanks for listening. That was uh, that. That I guess that's our weekly roundup. What What was your album of the the month? Oh, my album of the month. Yeah. That's uh, that's a good question. Probably Wild Wilderun. Wilder Wilderun. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Let's give it to that. Epigon. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was. I, I agree with that. It was. It was so super. That one good. was the most surprising. Yeah, yeah. That blew, like, it, it, I like would that say one. It like, actually blew my pants off. I'd totally. Say. Like all of these other ones were very well within like what I expected from them outside of Young uh, Young right. KO because I did I didn't listen to that. Yeah. Um, uh, but the the rest of them were well within what I expected them to be. That was the only one that was beyond what I expected it to be. Fair. So I would give it album of the month hell yeah we love to see it all right well me too this has been britain hashtag me too this has been spencer Whoa, what <laughs> you've been listening to getting new music a february cast stay greasy bucketheads fuck off <laughs> fuck you piece of shit